Well, welcome to the Empowered to Connect podcast, where we come together to discuss a healing-centered approach to engagement and well-being for ourselves, our families, and our communities. My name is J.D. Wilson, and I'm one of the parent trainers at ETC and the host of this podcast. And I'm joined today by uh, Mo and Tana Ottinger, who give leadership to Empowered to Connect. And um, what we wanted to do today was just give uh, an overview and an introduction to what Empowered to Connect is. And so uh, that's why Mo and Tana are here. Thank you all for being here today. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Thanks, Sidney. So why don't we start with, if you guys don't mind, would you walk us through what Empowered to Connect is and kind of how it started, all of that? Yeah. So ETC, Empowered to Connect, uh, is an attachment-rich program committed to educating, resourcing, and supporting caregivers in order to create safe, strong families and communities. Um, and honestly, we are passionate about this because we were a family that has been greatly transformed and impacted by ETC. Um, we took the ETC parent training course for parents how long ago? Ten years ago. Yeah, it's been a good long time. And at that time, as a family, we were just desperately, desperately, desperately needing some new ideas and principles and strategies for how to do family life together. And so one of the things that we absolutely love is that our courses and trainings are especially helpful for caregivers of kiddos who are neurodiverse or have experienced adverse childhood experiences or ACEs. Those kiddos that maybe are exposed to toxic stress or maltreatment. And so many of the families that engage the ETC resources, um, you know, are parenting kiddos who've experienced any number of, of traumas. Some come to their family through adoption and foster care. And then we have many biological families that uh, use the ETC resources. One of the things that we just fundamentally believe and Empowered to Connect is that individuals have great capacity to overcome adversity, grow, and thrive when cared for in nurturing environments and communities. Yeah. 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 Well, and just as our name says, I mean, Empowered to Connect, and I guess we would say that fundamentally is, I mean, that's our heartbeat is for mm -hmm. us to be able to connect um, with the heart of our kiddos and connect with one another. And um, Dr. Bruce Perry said that connectedness is the key. It is regulating, rewarding, and a major route by which we can teach, coach, parent, heal, and learn. And I love that quote um, because it is through connecting that we are able to teach and parent, but I love the last part of it where it says we get to heal and learn. And that's mm -hmm. not just for an individual, that's for a community. That's not just for a child, but it's for a parent. Mm -hmm. And um, he also said that connection counterbalances adversity. And so at the heartbeat, right. it's, it's about connection. Yeah. Like when we think about attachment and connection, we really think about that fundamental building block of resiliency, which is the ability to, to overcome adversity. So the heartbeat of, of empowered to connect is truly, what does it look like to build safe space that's attachment rich um, and connected both relationally and um, locationally, which we'll talk a little bit about. So the majority yeah. of the strategies of ETC um, are based in the principles of TBRI. So, and why don't we, so 
okay, TBRI is is trust based relational intervention, and um, and we know obviously that was developed by um, Dr. Purvis and her work at TCU. Um, you know, we all as we before we talk about TBRI, would y'all mind talking about some of the just the resources that ETC is there for? Like, how is how is ETC delivering this content? How are we getting it out? Um, and obviously, we met you know in large part because for you know our family. Uh, came just like you guys did, and and we're a part of a of a parent class, um, and and that's how we were exposed to ETC. But will you talk about some of the other ways that that ETC is delivering content? Yeah, I mean, I think for e- easy access, it's obviously going to be through the podcast, through our website, empoweredconnect.org, um, resources there. There's um, just through partnerships with um, our other organizations, like our conference. Um, uh, with Show Hope every spring and the simulcast. Uh, parenting courses is kind of the heartbeat. We've got several hundred trainers uh, in the U.S. and Canada and South Africa and really around the globe. And so, um, you know, those are, has really been kind of the heartbeat of it. And the core of it is just being in community with other families, with trainers. Um, and all of that will be expanding and new resources coming out. Um, but really kind of the how is that, you know, those are, that's how it's going to get to you. But we hope that what we're going to provide for you is some hope filled research based principles and tools and strategies that that's going to move beyond trauma informed, uh, to being really healing centered for families and communities. Yeah. So Tana, will you talk about the, so TBRI developed at, at TCU with Dr. Purvis, and it's not, like Mo just alluded to, it's not the complete picture of uh, what ETC is, but will you talk about why it's such an important part of it? Yeah, sure. So TBRI was founded through some research at, um, by Dr. Purvis at, at TCU, as you alluded to, and TBRI really is an attachment-rich program instead of strategies and principles that meet the complex needs of vulnerable children. Like that's kind of the heartbeat and passion behind that. TBRI uses three fundamental principles. One is the empowering principle that addresses physical needs. Then there's the connecting principle that addresses attachment needs and relational needs. And then there's correcting principles, which disarm fear-based behaviors. And really one of our main slogans is, is connecting while correcting. So we fundamentally believe that in parenting engagement strategies, that you could build connection and attachment even while correcting discipline. So when you think about TBRI in relationship, it really is about how to create trust and a healing environment relationally with parents and children, caregivers. It's used in different capacities and facets all over the place. But ETC, the the parenting course that was kind of the flagship course was how to take TBRI and put it in the hands of a family so that they could use the TBRI strategies and principles in their home and relationally, which is how we found it Yeah, as a family many, many years ago. And I think with those, I mean, we often find as families come to us that when we say, you know, how you doing with empowering, how you doing with connecting, how you doing with correcting, um, really, they feel like they're they're spending yeah. most of their time correcting, mm-hmm. and we we want to flip things around and say, you know, let's make sure we're empowering our kiddos, let's make sure we're connecting with our kiddos, and then 
um, of course, there's the correcting aspect, but we can do that in a way that's mm -hmm. that's connecting as well. Which is total, a total paradigm shift for most people who are coming into this world and, and why, um, honestly, it's been so transformative um, for our family in particular. So, um, all right. Healing-centered engagement is a new phrase that's being thrown around a lot in, in more of the clinical world. But as it's coming more into the mainstream, um, why, Tana, why, why has that taken the place of trauma-informed care? Like what, what is the difference between those two things? Yeah, so I remember the first time I even heard trauma-informed care. It was like a, to say paradigm shift, mm -hmm. you know, is an understatement. And then... Thankfully, there's been a ton of work done in the last year around adverse childhood experiences. So you hear a lot about ACEs. In the last several years. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, really, it's it's there was no talk of it 10 years ago. Right, and I do right. think the work has just kind of yeah, progressively yeah. gotten more mainstream, which is fantastic. So out of that work, you hear trauma-informed care, trauma-responsive care. And what that really means fundamentally is that there is an understanding that the impacts of adverse childhood experiences, toxic stress, fundamentally can impact um, beliefs, biology, behaviors of developing and growing kids and individuals, and that it can have long-term effects. And that is important. There is no doubt about it that, that that understanding and that willingness to sort of see what could be going on um, behind a behavior, which I know we'll dive into in future episodes of this podcast. What we, when we think about healing-centered engagement, it, it takes the conversation and the idea and the action one step beyond that. So it really does look at what's going on behind the behavior, but not just as an individual on an individual level. It really takes into account what could be happening culturally and contextually and systemically. So for those listeners that might be familiar with ACEs, there's also something called the expanded ACEs, which is like historical and systemic context is taken into account when they're assessing um, ACE scores for individuals and communities. And so this healing-centered engagement really means that we need to take a step back and consider the large context of what's going on um, culturally and contextually. It also fundamentally has another difference, and it's, it's kind of a huge core value at ETC. And when we talk about trauma, I mean, that can be a heavy and hard conversation. It can be hard to think about for our children, it can be hard to think about for ourselves, for our loved ones, for those that we're taking care of or walking beside or um, any number of ways. It, it can be hard to think about that. But one of the core phrases that we use is that our past does impact our future, but it doesn't define it. And so that is, I, I think that really is one of the core differences of a healing-centered engagement is that we are not defined by our past. Right. It's it's really, um, it's not looking at the pathology or the treatment of the individual trauma, but it's, it's looking at the possibility. And I think when we talk about, so like whenever there was, when we talk about ACEs, when we talk about trauma, you know, the, maybe the question 10 years ago would be, well, what's, what's, what's wrong with you? And trauma informed reframed the question to like, what happened to you? 
like mm. which was which was a better framing. And I think where the the healing centered engagement saying is not what happened to you, but but what's right with you, mm. and oh, man. Um, and it's 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 beginning to. We know that trauma shapes us, and we know that, um, like Tana said, that there is an impact there. It doesn't determine our future. There is an impact, but there's also, um, there's also strength there too, that we know that out of our trauma, there, there can be a strength. And so, you know, we're not, we're more than our trauma, um, or our possibilities and, and those strengths that we're, that we're going into. Yeah, we we definitely stand on the science that our brains are neuroplastic and that new experiences and healthy relationships and strong community and supportive community and safe people can create new pathways of of not just in our brain but like in our actual being, believing and behaving that we we are trans um transforming people and that we are not, we don't have to be stuck where we are. And so one of the things that we are really hoping to sort of take forward in this podcast, and I know we'll talk about it in a little bit, but is, is the idea of, of thinking about the collective wholeness of a community. Um, So when you think about healing centered engagement, there is an individual component and then, you know, for the context of many of our courses and things that we talk about, we're talking about it in parent-child relationship and caregiver relationship and family unit. And so we are impacted by our circumstances and our trauma. I mean, I think about even right now, we're, you know, how many weeks are we into a pretty significant quarantine because of the coronavirus? And so if you just think about the amount of stress that people are experiencing individually, and then they're experiencing that within a family unit, and then we are also experiencing that as a culture and a community. So what kind of policies and procedures and practices do we need to have in play that take into account the individual and the collective wholeness of that experience? So um, oftentimes you'll hear the example of Hurricane Katrina when you hear people talk about healing-centered engagement. And thinking about the collective impact and and kind of to break that down, you know, obviously there was a massive trauma with a significant storm that came in and people experienced that very differently. We are, um, we, we really do believe that trauma is experienced on an individual level and that people experience it very, very differently. And so people can go through the same exact situation and have very different um, responses to that and personalize that in different ways. So we know that that trauma is we can't we cannot define what somebody else's traumatic experience is. Bottom line. So there was a you know major hurricane that came in. People experienced that individually, and then most likely they were experiencing that in small units, whether that was a family or a group of friends or a small community, a collective pocket of people were experiencing that together. And then there was the larger community that was experiencing the trauma of that particular event. And then if you compound that and think about, you know, for those of y'all that, that know about the, the goings-on of what was happening on the ground there, well, we, we did fail a bit in our response to that community and what that community needed. And that was a failing of the systems, the policies and procedures and the system infrastructure was not in place to support that community the way that community needed to be supported at that time. 
And so that was a systemic failure on the part of caring for that community that was in trauma. So that is healing-centered engagement. It's saying, what do, what do we need to be doing individually? What do we need to be doing um, in, in smaller units? What do we need to be doing collectively? And then what do we need to be doing about the system at large? Man, and do and, we think there might be a more perfect time yeah. to be having this discussion than right now? Good right. gracious. I mean, I, one of the things that we talked about in, in the timing of this was um, as – Ahmaud Arbery is killed, as Breonna Taylor is killed, as George Floyd is killed. It, it set in motion uh, another wave of grief that's been, you know, 400 years of waves coming. Um, and whether it was the final wave that finally broke the rest of the sandcastle down, so to speak, or whether it was just the right time at the right place um, for those to wake up around the country, what we're seeing is uh, people for the first time starting to piece together in the white communities of, of kind of the patriarchy, so to speak, that this, uh, this has been a systemic issue that has affected communities. And the thing that everyone has, has always mostly recognized is the personal nature of that. Yeah. And so to be able to now see the connectedness of all those is where we have, um, you know, people standing up for the lives of, of uh, black and brown people everywhere and then saying, oh, okay, now we see these issues. Now, now what do we do? And, uh, and so I think this is a, a, just a powerful time to be um, examining this and, and getting this in the hands of, um, of people in the world. And so, um, why don't you guys talk for a second about what, what are some of the goals of, of what we're going to do with this podcast, directions we're going to go in, and what we want to accomplish through? Yeah, I think, I mean, JV, we talked about it earlier. Um, you know, just with ETC, how transformative it was for our family. Um, I, I'll say for me personally, it was transformative for my family, but it was transformative for me. And, you know, I hope those that are going to go on the journey with us on this podcast that, that, um, yes, there's going to be some, there's going to be some nuggets along the way for, for engaging the community and engaging your children. But I hope also that there's going to be the ability to, um, listen. There's going to be the ability to do your own work, um, begin to, I mean, I think that's, that's the part when I look about, I look on the last 20 years of my parenting journey has been the transformative work in my own life and my own heart. And so, you know, we, we can't take a child on a healing journey. We can't take, um, uh, friends and, and the community on a healing journey if we've not gone on that healing journey ourselves, And so my, my big, my big wish list is a wish for everyone listening is that it would really be transformative personally that, um, yeah, they, they begin to do business with, with themselves. Yeah. I think back to when we first started thinking about, I don't know, just the major paradigm shift of, of approaching behavior with compassion and understanding and thinking about what could be going on behind um, you know, some of our kids' actions or 
or some of our reactions. Like we started the mindful, thoughtful, self-reflective work of what's really going on here. You know, initially, JD, one of the things that we needed to do is we just needed to learn some new information. We needed to learn what's going, tell us about the brain and how the brain structured and how that brain and body and the belief system, how does that, why is that impacting behavior? We had, we had, we didn't even know the questions to ask, but we knew that we were in, um, water that was unfamiliar and that there were things that we didn't understand and we needed to be learners and take a posture of humility and, 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 and just listen and learn. And so that that's really our empowered to, our personal empowered to connect journey started with we need some help and we we need some different ways of, of parenting specifically mm-hmm. yeah. that evolved into our we learned some things and now that that information has begun a transformation in our actions so sometimes mm-hmm. i think about like we can get insight but that insight needs to become new action mm-hmm. So that's like, that's the individual, like we've, we've changed individually that, that new insight and information has changed our behavior. So there's been significant, by no means whatsoever, am I saying that we're perfect parents? That is not the goal, actually. Yeah, let's, the just goal set, is, let's, let's just, just quickly that. say that really quick before we end this <laughs> we, podcast we, with any kind of, yes, of any, <laughs> any kind of assumption that that's happening in our house, because that's not. Right, 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 um, right. But we are really quick to repair right, our right, mistakes, right. Um, which we could talk about that in a future episode. But um, thinking about, you know, on a systemic level and a a community level right now is a time. And I'm speaking very much in this moment as, you know, a middle-class white female that I need to be very quick to listen and slow to speak. And I want to have empathy and understanding for my brothers and sisters that are African-American and Brown and the ones that have, you know, have a completely different experience in America than I do as a white middle-aged female. And I want to learn and have as much insight as I can, but then I need to get after doing some stuff. And so I, I would hope that as we move forward in our future episodes, that we can sort of um, grab arms with one another and really for this to be a safe place of exploring and learning and growing together through some topics. Sometimes it might feel really practical. We're going to talk about what does it mean to look behind the behavior that we don't understand when one of our kids is exhibiting something that's you know perplexing to us. And then how do we respond to that? Um, it could be an episode on like like Mo mentioned, what does it mean to really make sense of our own past and how that comes into play relationally? But I I don't want to be tone deaf, if you will, to the reality that I really fundamentally believe that the the healing principles, the, the way that we engage others individually right now is the way that we need to be engaging as a community as well. And that there, there is possibility ahead of us for, I think some, some new places and spaces that are unknown to us as Americans, that, that this is a flashpoint in history, if you will, 
where I just want to make sure that we're awake to it um, yeah. and, and, and humble in it and willing to, to take some action where we might need to take some action. So good. Um, it was kind of in light of that that we arranged our, our first guest. It'll be in our second episode uh, coming up. And uh, it's Dr. Charles McKinney, who's uh, the, the head of Africana Studies at Rhodes College here in Memphis and also an associate professor of history there. Um, he is a, you know, widely considered a national civil rights expert, um, but it's a friend to us. And, and we, we said, hey, can you come on the show? Just help us to understand how did we get here? And um, as Mo said right before we recorded, we said, we're just going to turn the microphone on and you just let us know if you need us. <laughs> and he... Uh, was incredibly insightful. Um, and so I'm, I'm really excited for you to hear this. It's a hard thing to hear if you have grown up um, in the bubble of privilege and hand raised, that's exactly where I grew up. And so um, a lot of the unlearning that was required for me um, that uh, had to be done um, has served me so well now on the on the back end as a parent of two African-American children. And I, I got a million more years of learning to go. So Dr. McKinney was super helpful in that. Um, also gave some incredible advice as to you know, how, we do, how we start talking to our children about what's going on. Um, and so I can't wait for you guys to hear that. Um, that is going to be our second episode. It will be live very soon. So make sure you check that out. Uh, before we go, one of the things that we could also use is your rating and reviewing on iTunes, on um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. So if you find this helpful, if you're excited to dig in with us in this journey, uh, please do give us a rating, um, rate it five stars. It really helps and it will help other people who are looking for this information to find it as well. Uh, we will see you on the next episode of the Empowered to Connect podcast.